here I am in the place to be. Mr. K and B, you can't fuck with me. Extra sexy, extraordinary. Palms are hairy, your mama pop. What up, y'all? K and B, the sexy ninja, in the place to be for C Plus Studios and the Paper Saber Universe. Welcome to the Sexy Ninja Cast. And we're here to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. I just watched Ant-Man uh, a couple day, a week ago. I did a podcast on it. Just trying to catch up before uh, the big movie, the third uh, the third movie in this uh, series, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. It's right around the corner. It's this weekend. You know, we're going to see it Monday, me and uh, Doug. So I'm I'm very excited. And after this, re- I, I have not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp in a very, very long time. Uh, I didn't see it in a theater. I saw it when I got it on at my Target edition from um, Target. And I think I watched it and kind of just forgot about it. But that's what I love about going back and re-watching these movies. You know, and I really enjoyed this movie. I really had a lot of fun. And I remember a lot of people who downed this movie were like, ah, you know. And I was like, I don't remember my reaction. I think I watched it and I was like, ah. And after such a huge movie like Avengers Infinity War, and this is the come right after it, it's kind of like, whoa, I... I don't know how you compete with that, you know, mentally, just because at the end of Infinity War, we walked out of that movie. We were like, oh, shit, it just got real. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was just one of those crazy ass things. Like, this movie ends. This is the end of this after Infinity War. How, how do you how do you live up to that potential of of what this movie does? So, you know, and it, it, the story is Scott Lane grapples with his choices as both a superhero and a father as he struggles to balance his home life with his responsibilities as Ant-Man. He's confronted by Hope Van Dyne and uh, Dr. Hank Pym with an urgent new mission. Scott must once again put on the suit and learn to fight alongside the Wasp as they join forces to uncover secrets from the past. Some flashing light sequences or patterns may affect uh, photosensitive viewers. I don't know why I read that last line, but that's that's true. There's a lot that's going on, especially when they go into the uh, quantum realm, you know, and this movie is based is this movie is trying to find Janet, uh, Hope's mom. So after after the events of uh, Captain America: Civil War, when Ant Man went to go help Captain America go fight uh, Iron Man and all this and that, uh, he he pleaded a deal and he got under house arrest. So we start this movie off with um, Scott on house arrest and he's trying to you know hope's mad at him P- hank's mad at him just because he didn't ask permission to go to germany to go fa- do the help out captain america and he took the suit so you know now he's he's under arrest and he has like three days left until his, his uh, house arrest is over he can go back cassie you know there's this really great scene in the starting with him and cassie like they're um uh you know, they're, they're, they they made this like tunnel for them to make steel jewelry and stuff like that. Not jewelry, but like you know, a treasure hunt for him and Cassie. And I I love the whole I love this father daughter relationship because I have a daughter, you know, and I understand Scott just wanting to do the right thing. And Scott's smart, but he's not that smart. And so I'm like, I relate. <laughs> you know, especially in scenes where he's with Hope and Hank, and they're talking science stuff, or you know, where they're with um. Uh, Goliath, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, where he, they're talking, and he's like, uh, um, 
what? <laughs> can, can we say that in English? And the bad guy in this is Ghost. And she she has this problem where, uh, where she was affected by the quantum realm elements and stuff like that. And where she's phasing in and out. Only a few days left. Uh, Goliath, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, Character-wise, I... I can't think of it because, like I said, I just finished this movie. But Lawrence Fishburne's character, he was a, 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 a acquaintance of of Dr. Hank Pym. And Dr. Hank Pym is just not a fan of him. And he got him fired a long time ago. Uh, this and that. And, you know, former agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s up in, in ruins now. So this, you know, and the point of this whole movie is trying to find Janet. Trying to find her. Who's played by Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, and that that's what this whole thing is. And then there's a lot of great elements of grow, big, small, this and that. And at, when Scott is uh, at home, he falls asleep and the quantum realm mess with his mind and stuff like that. And, and like she's sending him a message to get to Hank and Hope. And he like wakes up and he's like, oh, man, what's going on? And then he calls Hank. He's like, hey, you know, I haven't, you know, I had a dream and blah, 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 blah. You know, this I, I saw her, you know, I saw your mom, I saw Hope's mom, so fast forward after that, they, uh, they, uh, what's it called, they, they basically kidnap Scott, and Scott's like, no, no, I don't want to do that, like, you know, he wants his life back with, with Cassie, he wants to, you know, he wants that, and he learned magic, and that was so fucking cool, he's like, I've been under, he's been under this arrest for so long, he learned magic, and, all the characters are great. His like he has his uh, this weird, fun relationship now with his uh, ex wife and her her hu uh, husband. Like they're just a really big family unit now. You know, uh, Luis and they they have a security company now that they're trying to you know get off the ground and stuff like that. And Scott's just trying to make it, man. That's all. It's all Scott wants to do, and he wants to do the right thing also. And after they kidnap him, they tell him, like, hey, we're building this uh, this, this bridge to the quantum realm. You know, we're trying to go and try to pinpoint where she is so we can get Hope's mom out of there and bring her back. So, and there's a lot of many little factors in this. You know, they're working with this ma mafioso guy uh, played by Walton uh, uh, Goggins. And it was, I forgot about that because he's, I love that dude. And he's just... He's kind of just there. <laughs> He's like, I know what you guys have been doing. The FBI, blah, 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 you know. And Ghost is, Ghost is a threat, but not not really. She's just, she's just kind of warped and wants to um, just not phase through things anymore. You know, there, there's, there's no... The biggest thing of this movie is they're just trying to get this lab. They want the lab. They want the lab. And, you know... Uh, and the mob, the mob guy's like, yo, I just, you know, I could sell this to the highest bidder, you know, this, uh, quantum technology, you know, and he's like, I'll sell for a billion dollars, even though I don't feel like that's worth it, <laughs> you know, but Hope's just like, fuck you. I just want to do the right thing. I just want my mom. So a lot of this movie is just a, a cat and mouse chase, you know, and forgiveness in many ways. And there's a great scene when they go to where Ghost is located with with um, the lab that she stole. And Hope talks to Scott and she says, you know, why didn't you, why didn't you ask me to go with you? And he's just like, would you? He goes, now we'll never know. And that's building their relationship like 
with each other, not as just um, people who love each other, but as partners, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp, like the, you know, like that was the building aspect of this movie with these two was trying to bring them together. But also, I just love that scene. I just, I just love when she goes, and if she goes, and if you did take me, you wouldn't have gotten caught. <laughs> you know, throwing a little bit more shade in there. Um, him and Hank's relationship is really fun. Where after that scene, she gets out of the van and he goes, "Hey, can you quit like, like you know, oogling all over my daughter and go get my fucking lab?" <laughs> uh, you know, and. Big finale, like it, it. I really, I don't know why, but I just love the small, like shrinking everything, growing everything. Like there's really cool sequences and stuff like that. And the do- and the director Peyton Reed is he the he's on for the long haul because he's directed Ant Man Quantumania, you know. So he this is his trilogy full on, and that, that that's cool to me, you know. And looking at his background a little bit more, he's more of a comedy director. You could definitely tell that, especially with these first two movies. I heard that the third movie is not as funny as these two. And what's funny is, like, the first movie is a heist movie. Second movie is not really a heist movie, but it's like cat and mouse. You know, we got to, we're, we're trying to do this thing. You're trying to save uh, Hank's wife and Hope's mom. So there, there's a lot of aspects going on. And with Ghost's character, like, she just kind of just there <laughs> if that makes any sense but she and then she gets cured in the end because after they pull janet out she's like hey i developed these powers while i was down there in the in the quantum realm so you know they kind of changed me so that plays into the third movie i'm guessing because she's been down there um and she knows her way around you know because she looks like a warrior when Hank finds her because Hank's in, in there and he's like, ah, his mind's getting all crazy. She comes and she rescues him and he's like, yo, you've changed. She's like, hey, this place changed me. This place is n- nothing like we, we thought it was. It's something far different. And now we're going to explore that in the third movie. And I think we're going to build upon more of Scott and Cassie. Because she's going to become part of the story in helping, you know, Scott. And there's... So- like with Endgame when he lost that moment in time and she grew up and he's like, Peanut, you know, I, there's going to be a little, I think this movie's going to be a little bit more emotional but with the third one with Kang and everything like that. Something's going to happen with Scott. Either Scott's going to die or Scott is going to be the one that releases Kang into our world and stuff like that. And then he's going to have a big redemption factor in um, Secret Wars or King of Dynasty, you know, King's Dynasty or whatever. There, and I'm like, oh man, if they kill Scott, <laughs> I'm like, no, because I love Scott. Scott, you know, in Endgame, he's that that little, he's that he's that uh, comfort, you know, when he comes out of the quantum realm when he goes in, and he comes out, and he's just like. Hey, you know, I'm really hungry. I want a sandwich. Is he going to eat that? You know, he adds those layers of, like, comfort to you as you're like, I understand, Scott. And there's another great scene within this movie where he's sitting there after he he has to get back there before the agents come and know that he's gone. And he he gets there in time, and Cassie covers from him a little bit while while he gets out and says he's sick, blah blah blah. But they're sitting there at the end of the bed, and he's just like, you know, you know, I, 
she's like, you're a superhero. And he's like, I, I'm not a superhero. You know, he, she's just like, daddy, you are, you know, you got to do the right thing. That's what you always taught me. You taught me to always do the right thing. And she looks up to him and he get and he's, you know, there's um this trophy that they go after in the starting of the movie. And this is world's greatest grandma. And this line pays off in this scene with him and uh, Cassie. They're sitting there at the end of the bed. And she's like, Daddy, I believe you. You can do it. You know, you want to know why? You're the world's greatest grandma. And I, I kind of got choked up a little bit. I was like, oh, you know. And such, there's a lot of great action in this movie. And is the story great? Is the story perfect? Eh. It, it it it's just it's just a fun movie and that's why I'm laughing at the fact like with these last uh, few Marvel movies everyone's been so like split and that's why I'm watching all this Ant-Man Quantumania reviews you know I'm I'm reading subtle reviews more or less than full-blown in-depth like spoilers like I I don't look for that you know and it, I'm just reading like oh you're going to love it oh you're going to hate it it's the lowest score on Rotten Tomatoes fuck Rotten Tomatoes man go make your own opinion about a movie you know and it was funny. It's like I was talking to Doug, and y'all know Doug. Y'all, y'all know him with all our reviews and stuff like that. He goes a little bit more on the negative side sometimes of these movies because he he holds them to a certain expectation, rightfully so because that's his choice. And like we were talking about this movie, and he's just like, yeah, he goes, it's just weird placement. Like it's kind of happening before Infinity War happens. Then the mid credit scene is when um, Scott goes into uh, the machine. You know, so they can extract uh, the, the quantum power and, and everyone disappears after the Thanos snap. So this is where we're going to catch up with Scott in Endgame when the rat, the savior, <laughs> accidentally stands on a button and lets Scott out. So, you know, and I was like, yeah, not the, yeah we, we were talking about that because he goes, you saw this in theaters. I was like, no, I, I, I honestly, if I remember right, if I can dig deep down in my brain, I was like, I, I remember seeing Finny War and being like, quiet and like we knew ant-man and the wasps was around the corner and i remember like he was like yeah you want to go i'm like ah, i don't know man like i'm good like infinity war just plugged my butthole you know and i was just like ah, i'm good man i'm good and i saw it when it came out and i can't remember my initial reaction to this movie but going back now i really did enjoy this movie it's really fun it's fucking funny um, all the characters blend really well together. Of course, my boy Luis and the crew. And the truth serum. <laughs> it's not truth serum. That's truth serum. Like, oh, shit, it's truth serum. Then that joke pays off in the end when the, they got the guy that made the concoction and they have him, uh, they have them, uh, the mob guy and all of them confessing to the cops and then the, the guy's like, oh, it is truth serum, you know? <laughs> truth serum doesn't exist. It's in the movies. But that was great. Uh, seeing more giant, giant man aspects of, uh, Scott growing bigger in the faulty suit, you know, nothing wrong with the faulty suit to really push a narrative with what he can do. And there's a great scene too, where they go to Cassie's uh, school because he kept the original Ant-Man suit and uh, this trophy and she took the trophy and they went to go get it. But then he's a point where he shrinks a little lower. Then he gets in the van and hangs all, Hey sport. Did you have fun in school? You know, just just fun stuff like that. And this movie ain't rocking science. Like they're just after this lab in this case and everybody wants it. Hank and Hope are on the run just because of uh, what happened with the uh, superhero registration act in civil war. So, and I, if I really have to give this, and that's why I'm really sad that Luis and the crew, I, I looked on their IMDb, they're not listed for the third movie. 
kind of made me sad because I like I like those characters. So I want those characters, T.I.'s character and everything like that. I want those characters back, but I, from what I'm reading is this movie, Peyton Reed's going in a different direction. They said this is more full Marvel than these movies are. And I think that's why I like Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp because they're, they're very different from the other Marvel movies. You know, they're, they're, they're more, they're not light, they're lighthearted, but there's also like good comedy when good comedy is used right, especially in this sort of aspect of storytelling in this type of movie. And I I just had a blast, man. I, I give this movie about a four out of five. And with the combination of watching the first one and watching this one, I would say I still like the first one more because that's all that's a redemption story for Scott. And this one is a story of forgiveness of, you know, with him and Hope connect reconnecting with Hope and, uh, you know, getting forgiveness from Hank and him taking on the role of being a superhero, which is Ant-Man and sacrifices will be made in the next movie with Kang, you know, cause there's that one part in the trailer where he says, I don't need to win. I need us to lose, you know, me and you, that's what has to happen. He's going to make a sacrifice. Either he dies, either he lets Kang out, either something happens to Cassie or something happens to Hank. We shall see. So I, I know a death is upon us in a third movie and I don't know if I'm ready, especially if I watch these movies back to back and I, and that's another aspect of these movies too because it's it's weird watching a trilogy of movies when honestly it's not a trilogy upon itself because these movies are placed in certain areas in this Marvel timeline that we're going you know like the Marvels the Captain Marvel movie you know you got her origin but it's really then you got the second movie that really connects to the Miss Marvel show and you know uh, with Rambo and everything like that you know you, you that that that's what's so crazy is like these movies are sequels in itself, and yes, this will be the uh, Ant-Man trilogy, but it it's not that format of the traditional trilogy. Like, Ant-Man was placed at the end of the uh, second phase, and this one was placed here right at the Infinity War, but it's telling a, a complete narrative story, and when you go back and watch these movies, you know, you're like, oh, I'm for, oh yeah, I'm going to phase this, I'm going to phase that, oh shit, I'm in phase four, okay, cool. You know, there's so much time in between each movie, and they tell you how much time has been in between each movie. So it's just like Black Panther, you know, the first Black Panther movie. Then you go see Wakanda Forever, The King's Dead. But you also have to go watch the other journey you have with them in the Avengers movies. You know, you, you get to see his origin start in Civil War. It, 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 that's what's so crazy about this Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I'm I'm always digging it. You know, my wife says... When I told her about the mixed reviews with the third movie, she was just like, yeah, you know, I think people are getting burnt down on superhero movies. I was like, yeah, but I'm not. You know, I f fuck everybody if they're not going to go to the theater and just enjoy themselves. Like, the, when I broke down the Fast and Fur Fast X trailer, man, I was like, fuck yeah, sign me up, take my fucking money. And, and um, am I the problem? I will be the problem. I don't give a fuck, man. I'm, I'm going to these movies to escape, just like how I buy a comic book, just like how I do this. This is how I listen to music. These movies are an escape, and I and if I'm going to have a good time, I'll have a good time. Am I, do I love every movie? Not really. But I, if I'm enjoyed and I'm entertained, yeah. And I, I can get critical, but this movie here was fun. And I was talking to somebody, I was like, why don't you like this movie? I was like, oh, well, well. I was like, yeah, but wasn't this fun? Wasn't this cool? Like, I really loved them building the more of the relationship with Cassie and Scott. Scott really taking the aspect of being the hero and the wasp. And, you know, it's it, sitting here today looking at these movies. I'm like, oh my gosh. I remember like 
Back in the day, man, you know, you got a Batman movie every like two to three years, and then we got the Spider Man movie, and that was really exciting, and the X Men movie. And in my mind, I was like, we picked, we finally made it, boys, we finally made it, and now there's like five superhero movies a year. I'm living in my golden age, and I'm gonna embrace it, embrace the nerd. Ant-Man and the Wasp, four out of five. I still like the first one more. Um, tell me what you thought of the movie. Are you excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? Are you, are you worried? Because it's going to be a different pace. And I heard it's very psychedelic in a lot of ways. You know, Bill Murray's in this movie. And, you know, I can't wait for Kang, though. I can't wait for Kang. You know, the Jonathan dude, he's, he's, a, he's a great actor. And he's got Creed 3 on the way, too. Boy! So... Uh, our review will come for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania with me and Doug when we go see the film. Uh, we're going to see it on a Monday, so at, we'll, we'll drop the review after the weekend just so if you go, you have a chance to go watch it, we can talk spoilers and stuff like that. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast about Ant-Man and the Wasp. I had fun. I had a good time. I love these characters. And that's it. That's all. Tell me what you think. Drop those comments. And after that, like and subscribe. Share with your grandma. Share with your grandpa. Share with the bum down at Walmart. I am KMB, the sexy ninja. And remember, stay sexy ninjas. Woo woo. Welcome to the wicked shit.